0: Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to F This Movie, the official podcast of FThisMovie.com. Movie love for movie lovers. My name is Patrick Bromley, and I'm super excited for this week's show. We have a very special, inspired, instinctual, improvisational, emotional topic uh, that was developed by this week's guest. So please welcome, on loan from the screencast and the Splat House podcast and Once Upon a Time F this movie please welcome back <laughs> Stephanie Crawford. Welcome back Stephanie.
1: Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: thank you for being here. It's weird because you are an F this movie person but then I have to introduce you with all these other credits to your name. You're just uh you're very famous.
1: No. But you were nice enough to have me on my very first podcast. That's right. I think you felt bad for me. Why would
0: you think that? What in (laughs) the world? (laughs) Why would I? I've never invited someone on the podcast that I felt bad for. Except for Doug. Except for Doug. But (gasps) aside from Doug... Never ever. I just thought this person has a great taste and knows a ton about movies and is very funny. I wonder if she'll come on this podcast. And you said yes. And then apparently the entire internet heard it and then also asked you to be on their podcast.
1: This is so mean. How is you this immediately
0: mean? <laughs> I'm building up
1: <laughs> on this topic on me, and now you're mocking me. I'm not mocking fine. you even a little
0: bit. I'm I, I'm I'm building up your 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 leg- legacy. I'm saying you are someone, you are an influencer, I guess is what I'm saying. A tastemaker, if you will.
1: Patrick, I'm sorry. I got to go. I uh, got my schedule completely wrong. (laughs) Oh, no. I I got a jet.
0: (gasps) Shoot. Got a jet? I feel like Stephanie of last summer would never have said got a jet. I really feel like you've changed.
1: Yeah, well, I am wearing sunglasses right now. (laughs) You might not be wrong. All right, I'll stick around.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. No, I'm genuinely so so excited uh, to be talking to you and to have you back on because I was not trying to pass the buck on on the topic. I thought it was a great topic and I wanted to give you credit for it. Um, About a week ago, we were talking and you said that you were watching Modern Girls and that it feels like a total Friday movie. and. Out of that kind of came the idea for this week's podcast, which is to take each day of the week and sort of assign a movie that we want to watch that day, the movie that we're in the mood for, the movie that sort of corresponds to that day. I don't know. We may have approached it slightly differently. How did Mm -hmm. you go about it?
1: Well, I, this is always a nebulous thing I've carried around with me most of my life. Just, uh, I don't uh, categorize every single movie I watch uh, seasonally or by the day, but it does seem to happen fairly frequently if it really strikes me with a certain kind of mood. Um, So I wasn't really prepared (laughs) to quantify it quite like this. So <laughs> I I feel like it's kind of a mess, but I tried. I really tried.
0: I did too. And I don't, you know, obviously there's not going to be any right answers except for the answers that you give. And my answers will be wrong. And so our listeners will get both sides of the equation, which I like.
1: Yeah, no. I just want everyone to know that uh Patrick is a very nice and normal fella. And so the, I think this was something he had to wrestle with a little bit. I'm I'm an only child and I'm a little strange so this is kind of came from that brain. So if I could just establish that.
0: I love it. I'm excited. Um before we do our before we do our days of the week movies, um have you seen anything good lately?
1: Have I? <laughs> I have, actually. Oh, good. Um, let's see. I've been enjoying uh, Amazon Prime a lot recently. And anyone who might enjoy that service might know that it can lead you down some strange and random roads. So that's been a lot of fun. Um Let's see. Oh, but I should talk about things that are actually good. <laughs> no, okay. you can
0: talk about anything. You don't have to talk <laughs> about it. It's just the way that I phrase the question, but even if you are not crazy about something or whatever, you can still bring it up.
1: Yeah. I'll just totally ignore the way you phrased it. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Have you seen anything lately at all?
1: At all. Okay. Is that, is that better? I finally saw it Into the Night.
0: Okay. That's it. Patrick,
1: and I need more enthusiasm. <laughs> no. From you.
0: I'm excited uh, because uh, you got your Goldblum, you got your Michelle Pfeiffer, you got your David Bowie. I feel like this is a movie right up your alley. It is. Yeah. There's
1: a Jim Henson cameo. Right. And Gulliger's in it. Yeah. And I thought to myself is that Jonathan Demme? It was Jonathan Demme. What a yeah. great <laughs> what a great cameo movie. And I will just throw this in as a teaser. Definitely a Friday night movie.
0: Oh, interesting. You know what I'm going to call this movie? This movie's a real Stephanie special.
1: Okay. (laughs) You're going to go with that, no? no. All right. That's fun. Fine with me. (laughs) Uh, Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I do like those kind of everything that goes wrong that could go wrong does go wrong during a night movie. Um, I recently saw Miracle Mile for the first time. That's a good one. Yeah, that was a great one. That one, uh, I'm kind of shocked, escaped me for so long. But uh, yeah, that kind of thing and After Hours. um, I'm a sucker for that. I think a lot of people are a sucker for that kind of film. And I've been trying to think of recent films that had a plot like that and I haven't had a whole lot of luck
0: like the the one crazy night plot? Yes. Hmm. I'm going to be thinking about this uh, throughout this podcast. And as I think of some, I'll just shout them out.
1: Okay. Or you can <laughs> steal this idea and record it with someone
0: else. No, I, I'm, I'm not interested <laughs> in that. If we do a one crazy night podcast, you're coming back on. Oh, man. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Because yeah. uh, right now all I'm coming up with is Trojan War. You haven't seen Trojan War?
1: Nope, I'm writing it down right now. Okay.
0: No, it's not great. Um, Will, I'll put
1: a frowny face next
0: Will, it. <laughs> no, listen, Uh it. <laughs> listen, I like it because when I saw it in, like, 97, it uses a Peter Murphy song that I really like in the opening and closing, and I'd never heard it in a movie before, so I was excited, and there's Fountains of Wayne on the soundtrack and stuff. Um, oh. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's Will... Friedel uh from Boy Meets World like driving around looking for a condom all night. It's it's not okay. terrific, but it is a movie.
1: Well, you certainly said a bunch of things that triggered my nostalgia, so <laughs> at least I have that going for it.
0: All right. Ooh, ooh uh, I gotta say this <laughs> for save. Our, for our crazy night podcast, but I just found a great one that the night before. Have you seen The Night Before? the night before i don't think so keanu <gasps> teen comedy with keanu where it's a one crazy night movie where he okay and am a smiley face next he, to he sells one. his prom date to a pimp his prom date is laurie <laughs> laughlin and he sells her to a pimp and he has to get her back back to the beaches
1: laurie laughlin
0: no back way. to the beaches to the uh, the new kids laurie laughlin um I will gladly put it in the next BV box if you like.
1: Please do. All
0: right, we're pulling back the curtain, everyone.
1: <laughs> this is how the Bromley Video Service works.
0: That's right. Um. Anyway, so we'll next time you come on, we're doing a one crazy night podcast. I'm excited. Me too. Yeah, I like you. Know, it. you, it also you keep is- coming up with ideas for the show, and I like this.
1: Yeah. So maybe five months from now, we'll do it. It'll be so great.
0: (laughs) Let's do it sooner. Um, What else have you seen then?
1: The Monster Club. I just watched it yesterday.
0: How is it? Because I haven't seen it and I, I like scooped it up because it was on sale for like a day at Diabolic and then it was gone and I was I thought oh no and then I found a copy for reasonably cheap and scooped it up thinking that I was like getting a steal because it was out of print and then Diabolic like and every other site brought it back but I do own a copy
1: well throw that on when you want a good time okay uh, it's an anthology film with Vincent Price I could stop there but you have um, John Carradine I almost said David Carradine
0: <laughs> that's right. any Carradine kind of will do <laughs> Will it though? Uh, Will any carotene do? Maybe not. I don't know. I can't think of a carotene that I don't like. Is there one, Keith? I'm happy to see Keith show up.
1: Keith is okay. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'm. I'm just thinking of the material. What What materials best for which carotene? Sure.
0: No. Yeah. You can't just. That's what I'm concerned. Sure. With. I understand. Yeah. You can't just. Swap out your carotenes willy nilly. of carrot?
1: No, Correct. I'm not. Sorry, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's a more lighthearted one. Donald Pleasance is in there, but what I really loved was uh the connective tissue, the interstitials, if you will. Mm-hmm, it was this, mm-hmm. the Monster Club is an actual club filled with monsters. And all the musical acts were so badass. There's even uh, this woman singer. And I looked her up on YouTube afterwards because I loved her song so much. Um, her and of course name I can't
0: was Share. Right
1: you know yep. what? You are giving these nice people incorrect information. <laughs> I will not add it.
0: They know that nothing I say is accurate. They are used to it by now.
1: <laughs> so... Uh, Yeah, I've just been having a lot of fun kind of ping-ponging around. Like, okay, and one day I watched Slithous, The Beautician and the Beast, Men at Work, The Great Outdoors, and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels in a van on a little Kindle. Just the last one. Not all of them.
0: (laughs) Right. Not all of them. uh, Yeah. I feel like most of those are of a piece with the exception of Slithous, which I haven't seen. So maybe it is very similar to all these other movies. I will soon. You're right. Um, what did you think of the Great Outdoors? That was just your your first time watching, I believe.
1: Yeah, well, I uh, I'm a John Hughes kid, mm-hmm. and while I'm not one of you cool Chicago people, take it easy. My entire family is from Illinois, so I, I always feel a kinship uh, to those movies. And I've loved John Candy since I was a kid. Like like I watched the Camp Candy
0: cartoon <laughs> nice, show. Nice.
1: Uh, So I I loved it. I I can't be like, well, the plot. Well, the characterization. It was just a goofy movie with Dan Aykroyd and John Candy. So I I was in heaven.
0: I feel like when I saw that, I remember seeing that. um, That was one of those movies that played down the street from my house. And I was able to go if I could rope a friend into it uh, because I wasn't able to go by myself just yet. Uh, but they used to do double features so we would go on a sunday afternoon it was a dollar 50 and you got two movies and then if you saved up your allowance you could also get a large popcorn which you and your friend could split and they allowed you one refill so between movies guess what boom brand new popcorn um so i saw the great outdoors and big business on a double feature
1: what a fun memory
0: yeah it was a decent afternoon and i had a i had a my memory is that I had a pretty big crush on Lucy Deacons in that movie. All right. So, I don't
1: know. <laughs> I feel like constantly I learn about obscure movie crushes you have. And
0: <laughs> it's possible. I
1: just like the picture it paints of you. <laughs> but enough about me, Patrick. What have you Whoa, watched recently? Gosh,
0: what have I watched recently? I saw, for the first time ever, 9 to 5.
1: First time ever. First
0: time ever. And I was fascinated by it. Um, Obviously, the three leads are very charming, in particular Dolly Parton. Dabney Coleman is welcome in anything. But I just – like, I understood its importance in 1980 or 81 when it came out in terms of what it had to say about uh, sort of feminism and and the workplace – but as a comedy i just was like this movie was so successful and i cannot figure out why the first hour of the movie is all these weird dream sequences and then finally in the second hour it gets into what i thought the whole movie was which was like oh these three women kidnap their boss and you know make changes in the office um so i i think i'm just adjusting to it not being exactly what i thought it was and there's also a very specific style of like early 80s comedy where the scores are very intrusive and feel like they belong to in a tv movie do you know what i'm talking about oh yeah yeah so it was a lot to wrap my head around
1: (laughs) well i i'm not sure if it was a huge hit because it was such a great film you had this Amazing Dolly Parton song that was a huge hit. Yeah, and it's fun and people can relate to it, so they'll get bets in the seats. And then yeah. you know the trailer isn't going to say. Well, the tone of this is kind of strange <laughs> and uneven, but
0: you know. And also the jokes aren't. I, there aren't really many jokes. I kept waiting. Like, what were people laughing at in this movie? There's, there's a scene where the three of them uh, smoke a joint and then sit around and laugh for probably 90 seconds straight. And I just was thinking, was the audience cracking up at this? And maybe they were. Maybe the, the visual of seeing Dolly Parton stoned was enough to have people rolling in the aisles in 1980. I don't know.
1: Well, maybe we can gauge this. Okay, how much did you laugh when you were watching The Banger Sisters?
0: I still haven't seen The Banger Sisters.
1: Oh man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Is there a if similar did, scene was- in The Banger Sisters?
1: Yes, they get high off weed they've had since, like, the 70s. Oh. But then they look at Polaroid pictures of penises of uh-huh. musicians uh-huh. they've slept with. Uh-huh. So
0: that,
1: that does add another complex layer. So maybe it wasn't <laughs> the best analogy.
0: <laughs> um, I did a, a Denzel Washington double feature where I watched The Equalizer and Roman J. Israel Esquire. Uh, I watched The Equalizer because... I was looking for Bill Pullman movies that I hadn't seen because I'm on a big Bill Bill Pullman kick right now. And uh, so I was like, oh, he's in The Equalizer. Cool. There's an excuse to watch it. He's in, I think, one scene in The Equalizer. Like, it is not good Pullman. Um, I mean, any Pullman is good Pullman, but there isn't enough of him. The Equalizer was uh, ridiculous and not about what?
1: oh i've just seen mr wrong and i can just tell you all pullman isn't good no
0: yeah you're right i saw (laughs) saw mr wrong (laughs) opening night and it is a style of comedy for which bill pullman is perhaps not well suited um
1: no human is
0: yeah i mean yeah that movie's not great um yeah the equalizer is not good like it's pretty ridiculous have you have you seen it
1: I haven't.
0: Yeah, you're fine. I, I mean, the end of the oh. movie is Denzel, like, taking on a bunch of. Uh, he's playing the same character he plays in Man on Fire, basically, just the badass who, when pushed too far, will kill everyone. Which, you know, I like Denzel in that mode, but man, this movie was like he's in a giant. He works in, like, a Home Depot, and that's where the whole climax takes place. And wouldn't you know, the sprinkler system goes off. So he's just walking around slow motion through what <laughs> looks like rain. <laughs> it's like, oh, this movie is dumb. Uh, and not dumb in a fun way. Dumb in like a bloated oh, self-important. I,
1: don't, I love Man on Fire and Denzel slow <laughs> slow motion walking when he's wet sounds okay with me. <laughs> but you're actually kind of selling the movie.
0: All right. All right. I was disappointed. I was even more disappointed in Roman J. Israel Esquire, which I just thought was an insane mess that I can't quite figure out what it wants to be. And then I was retroactively thinking about how he was Oscar nominated for that movie. And I don't know, like, just because Denzel appears in a movie doesn't mean we have to nominate him for best actor. It's, I, 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 I did not like it.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you watch the last Saturday Night Live?
0: Um the the Bill Hader one? Yeah. No, not yet. Okay. Is there some Denzel stuff?
1: Specifically that movie. Oh. Okay. A repeated running <laughs> joke. <laughs> All right? on?
0: I am looking forward to it. <laughs> I have it recorded, so maybe I will watch it tonight. Um And uh, I, I too, have watched a lot of weird stuff on Amazon Prime. I think some of the same weird stuff that you have watched. Um, Oh, but here's a movie I did not watch on Amazon Prime, and it was my first time seeing it, and that is Night School, courtesy of the Warner Archive Blu-ray. Have you seen Night School?
1: I have, but the Warner Archive was the first time I saw it. I just saw it like a month or so ago. Did you like it? Uh, I did. I didn't fall in love with it quite as much as I did because people were kind of like, "Oh, it's like a Giello and it's a slasher." I'm like, "Well, that's me." Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it, but I didn't like fall for it.
0: Okay, I, I think I'm probably in the same boat. Like, I thought it was a lot better. I think I was expecting a very typical early '80s slasher, kind of like a like a final exam. And I thought it was okay. more artistic than that. I think with a few more watches, I might really, really like it. I liked it a lot, you know. I, I had a really good time with it and it was way better than I expected it to be. Um but yeah, I'm with you. I wasn't like,
1: Maybe that was the problem. <laughs> yeah, you're expecting kind of like a don't think about it slasher. Yeah. It definitely has some curveballs in there. Yeah,
0: which is cool, you know. But then yeah. it just the whole time, because of the killer's costume It kept making me want to watch Nailgun Massacre. Of course. Are you familiar with Nailgun Massacre? A little bit. Okay. Which is
1: a great question. I've never been asked, (laughs) by the way, so thank you (laughs) Have you
0: Have you seen Nailgun Massacre? No. It will change your life. Can you send it to me? Yeah, it's going to go in there with The Night Before because it is... (laughs) something else i mean it is i love it but and i suspect you will too um all right so let's talk about our days of the week uh do you want to go i went sunday through saturday obviously we can switch these around but because of the way my week sort of breaks down i went sunday sunday to saturday okay is that okay
1: Yes, it's okay. You're the boss. We'll, we'll the go boss. with this.
0: I'm just a person. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? <laughs> you can go first. All right. I'll go first. Um, all right. So for Sunday, I have this uh, Sunday for me has to be something. Um, it's going to be one of two things. It's either going to be something kind of, generic and forgettable from like the 90s that you happen to come across on like <clears throat> they don't even have uhf stations anymore but like wgn here in chicago would show just a random movie on a sunday afternoon something like the great outdoors or the beautician and the bees something that you're like i haven't thought of this movie in years and look now it's on and i'm going to end up watching all of it um but for me, it also, I also associate it with kind of classic Hollywood for some reason. Maybe because that's what they used to show on Sunday afternoons growing up. So I wanted to choose kind of like an old screwball comedy. I was trying to choose something a little off the beaten path. This isn't very off the beaten path um, because I've talked about it a lot. And you and I have talked about it recently because I just showed it to uh, one of my classes. And that is Libeled Lady from 1936. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just thinking about it. It's just a good Sunday afternoon movie. It's very funny. It's very charming. The four leads are great. William Powell and Myrna Loy can do no wrong. Um, It's just such a charming, pleasant movie that I feel like it it goes perfect with a Sunday afternoon.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a wonderful choice. Thank you. And I totally uh, see that either forgettable or relaxing, fantastic movies you can rely on for Sunday. Um, but for some reason, that's never where my brain goes okay. for this Sunday, is good. This even is though good. that's very rational. No, I like this. <laughs> um, I think mostly for the mornings, I think comedy. Okay. Uh, nothing too crazy, kind of comfort mm-hmm. uh, are usually the best. Something like a quick change.
0: Oh, very nice.
1: Or like what I actually watched this Sunday morning, <laughs> Hollywood Shuffle. Um, Very nice. Or Galaxy Quest. You yeah. Know, just like a a balm to follow uh, Saturday night. Yes. Um, but I I can't speak for anyone else, obviously, but um, you could follow that thread, but Sunday nights seem to get kind of strange for me. I don't know if it's like the purge of the weekend, like. Going into the darkness of Monday, hmm. but it can get kind of weird. <laughs> so, okay. Do you have a different
0: uh, a, a Sunday night pick?
1: Sometimes I'll just go like disturbing or art house. Okay. Like you can just throw in some fastbender, maybe Possession. Uh
0: huh. Uh-huh. It depends
1: on what you want your Monday to be like. Yeah. Carnosaur, or Tammy and the T Rex, <laughs> really dark stuff. <laughs> I don't know what happens to my brain on Sunday night. But I usually go from very light, comforting comedies to like
0: A really uh, dark yes.
1: place. Yes, I will watch Holy Mountain now. This this <laughs> feels good. This is a good mood I want that.
0: Um, you mentioned Hollywood Shuffle last semester. I showed that to one of my to my film class and they liked it a lot. It was, you know, at the end of the semester I asked what was your favorite? What was your least favorite? a lot of them said their favorite was Hollywood shuffle, which I found fascinating because I do feel like while that movie is very funny and very charming, um, because this group doesn't really know anything about film or film history. I felt like so much of that movie was lost on them in terms of what it's saying about the black experience of trying to get into acting at that time. I mean, they just didn't understand any of the reference points i found it fascinating that it worked for them as well as it did when i feel like over 50 percent of the movie probably went over their heads
1: well there's quite a bit of it that just shows black people portrayed as pimps and thugs you know that's and even if you don't know anything about the casting choice there's so much of that just like on your feed In the news, I think it's an easy translation to see that's how they'd be treated professionally in something like auditioning.
0: Yeah, I, I just watching the scenes where they're auditioning, I was like, oh, I could see this as like a guest starring role on this week's Miami Vice, but like this group of students has no idea what any of that is. Um, Yeah, Um, uh, Monday. So now it's Monday, and things, as you said, get I just dark.
1: Involuntarily shuddered when you <laughs> said that.
0: Things get dark. Things get depressing, and so I was of two minds. On the one hand, I was like, I want something heavy, um, because, like you said, I'm I'm just feeling I'm kind of in a dark place. But also, I think I'm more focused on Monday than I would be on a Friday. So I thought I could go with something that's maybe a little bit more challenging also, as opposed to something comforting. Um, and because I've been trying to work through some Bergman movies lately, I'm kind of, I wouldn't say I'm on a Bergman kick, but I have been watching some Bergman. So <laughs> the, I,
1: <move. laughs> the word kick just goes with Bergman <laughs>
0: right? so well. I'm on a real Bergman kick. Uh, so I went with The Virgin Spring for monday night wow (laughs) yeah listen i'm not fucking around
1: (laughs) jesus no you're not you kind of took sunday night and carried it in
0: well yeah that's when you were talking about your sunday night i was like oh interesting i saved that for monday almost like i want to punish myself for the rest of the week um there are other bergman movies i might have chosen but i just haven't seen enough of them yet so who knows we do this again in a year maybe i'm saying persona i don't know cries and whispers i don't know uh, for magician?
1: now,
0: I don't know. it could be the magician. Although the magician's a little bit lighter, right?
1: Oh, I'm sorry.
0: No, I mean a little. Out of the world. By Bergman Jesus. standards, by the way, like what are we talking <laughs> about here? Um. Anyway, so I went. Uh, I went with the Virgin Spring, and I don't sure. regret it.
1: Fair enough. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to attack you. It's funny because we kind of inverted our uh, Mondays and Sundays yeah mondays i i seem to always wanna watch classic uh films okay and i i think it's depend- dependent on my mood and or the weather whether uh <laughs> i wanna start with noir or like a romantic screwball comedy uh-huh. so some mornings I'll like throw on Roadhouse the nineteen forty eight one not, not the not great this movie fest one. <laughs> And Don't that was your first.
0: It. Was that not your first viewing of Roadhouse?
1: That was, and I actually assigned days to all of the F's, this movie fest <laughs> uh, movies from this year.
0: Really? Yeah. So where's where does where does 1989 Roadhouse fall?
1: Um, is any time on the weekend, <laughs> okay? Except for very late.
0: Why not very late?
1: Don't know. I just feel like Patrick Swayze is such a ray of sunshine uh-huh. that even if it's nighttime, it shouldn't be like <clears throat> inky black nighttime. Okay, all right. I need to say this whole day of the week viewing thing is not very scientific.
0: <laughs> no, that's what I like about it, though—that it is so instinctual, you know. Mm-hmm. And again, we're approaching so... it in different ways, which is way more interesting than if we had like set rules you know
1: yeah and i've never pulled anyone into this kind of madness with me so this is really interesting
0: i'm happy to be here
1: (laughs) so if there's no uh noir feeling going on then i'm gonna want some preston sturges Mm -hmm. or howard hawks when he's funny some lubitch just some really charming fast-paced dialogue
0: Mm -hmm. um
1: Sometimes musicals, but it's normally Screwball or Noir for a Monday for me.
0: Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. Tuesday. I don't know what my <laughs> thinking was for Tuesday. I didn't have – I feel like the rest of these I can co- sort of justify, and Tuesday was more of just a gut thing, so there wasn't a lot of th- – thought around it. I still was going with something a little more serious, um, but I definitely wanted to lighten it up a little bit from Monday, and that's kind of something you'll see throughout the week as progressively it gets lighter and lighter. Um, so I was thinking Noir for Tuesday, interestingly enough, and I went with uh, a newer Noir, and that's Blood Simple. mm.
1: Classy with the Cohen brothers.
0: Well, listen, that for whatever reason, I, I would never call it my favorite Cohen movie. I think that's still Fargo. But Blood Simple is the one that I think I feel like watching the most. It's the okay. one that I always want to go back to, which, you know, maybe there's something there. Maybe it's actually my favorite and I'm in denial.
1: Mm, I think you need to revisit everything soon.
0: Like every movie ever?
1: Yes, but start with the Cohen Brothers. That sounds interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um how about you for Tuesday?
1: Well Tuesday is a very strange day. Uh, okay. I actually so you're dislike watching Tuesdays. Strange days. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you, know you have your list, I have mine. Save now, okay?
0: save your fake laugh for the Splat House podcast, okay? <gasps> <laughs>
1: wow. Wow. Yeah. Patrick's such a nice guy.
0: How am I oh for crying out? Oh, I've never said that. No, I know. Okay, good. You know the true me.
1: Somehow that got <laughs> spread around. <laughs> I can
0: I can uh, confidently say no it has not been spread around. Mm.
1: Anyway, as I was saying, <laughs> Um, I, I seem to be attracted to exploitation movies yes. on Tuesday. Okay. Because what is a Tuesday? That's a weird day of the week.
0: Right? I mean, let's break it down. What does that word even mean?
1: Yeah, twos, <laughs> but it's not spelled T-O or T-O-O right. or T-W-O.
0: Should we have gone only sequels on Tuesday?
1: Oh, <laughs> if we were like really clever <laughs> Gimmicky people and want a lot of people to click on this, we would have. Damn it. But instead, I'm just like, hey, add a prefix to exploitation and you can yeah, watch yeah. it on yeah,
0: Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday exploitation. So what are you going with? Oh.
1: Right. Okay. So of course it's different every week. Right now I'm feeling Switchblade Sisters.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Just because I was talking about Joanne like Nail with like someone you,
0: recently. Who were you talking? <laughs> You were talking about Joanne Nail <laughs> to someone besides me? Yes. I am hurt. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I'm sure you right <laughs> I'm genuinely hurt.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm wondering where I would put the visitor, but I don't know if a day of the week exists for the visitor.
0: <laughs> I feel like it has to be a weekend, but I could be wrong.
1: But anyway, it was Brian Sauer. So stick down your pipe. And you <sighs> <a little
0: bit. laughs> I like, I, I really like Brian and I really admire him. <laughs> but I feel like all you're doing is twisting the knife. Um, what were you saying about Joanne you mean Nail? Oh, look at you. God damn it. What were you saying about Joanne Nail, except that she's an angel sent from heaven?
1: Well, pretty much that.
0: Okay. All right, then. She didn't act enough. No. Because every time I watch Switchblade Sisters, I feel like I go back to IMDb to say, what else can I watch with Joanne Nail? Oh, some early 80s episodic TV? Probably not.
1: Yeah. And she ended up coming up uh, when I was talking about Full Moon High. Mm-hmm. So that that's what you get to work with, folks. I wish you the best of luck. <laughs>
0: Um I love Switchblade Sisters like a lot. Like I don't know where I would put it if I was making a list of top fifty movies. I think it would be on there.
1: Okay. Well I encourage everyone to demand this list so he has no, to figure it. it out.
0: But then I can't I can't. I can't because how do you cut it off at fifty, you know?
1: Well it's your favorite.
0: I know, but you can't – I have more favorites. Well, that's one of the things like – speaking of Brian Sauer, um, when I listen to Pure Cinema, every once in a while they get goofed on, like online, on Facebook or on Twitter. Somebody will say like, haha, you guys say everything's your favorite movie. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I love about that show <laughs> It's that it's mm-hmm. not – hey, I have these five favorites and everything else is just a movie I like or okay. like." Yeah, when you love movies, you fall in love with the stuff that you love, and so everything is not everything is your favorite, but like everything you love is, you know, you have a lot of favorites.
1: A hundred percent. I feel like every movie is my favorite.
0: Yes, Full Moon High, one of your favorites.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I okay. saw it randomly on uh, um, a weird movie station a couple years ago when I had like a little rabbit ears antenna and yes. nothing else. <laughs> With commercial breaks, I'm like, I don't even know what this is. I didn't see the beginning of this movie, but I love it. <clears throat> and, you know, I saw Joanne Nail, and that was the first time I saw her. I was like, she is so beautiful. Yeah. I don't know who that is. And then later on, I saw Switchblade Sisters. And I'm like, that's the woman from Full
0: Moon. Nice. That's exciting. I've never seen Full Moon High. I just got that Scream Factory disc, and uh, so I'm going to watch it. Oh, fancy. I'm excited. Early
1: bird over here. There
0: is a station here in Chicago, probably nationwide. I don't know. Um, And it's up in, like, the 300s, where you don't ever check. And it's just called Movies, possibly with an exclamation point. Um, And that's all they show. It's just random. There's no sense of programming. Yeah. And every once in a while, you know, it'll be midnight and you're going to sleep and they're showing Friday the 13th part three or Cujo and you feel like this gift has been given to you because Mm -hmm. even though you could go downstairs and grab it and fall asleep to it, it's like there's something so much more exciting about stumbling across it on TV with the commercials and everything
1: absolutely like oh i could watch my 4k scan of yeah this, right
0: but i had no
1: power over this show right. this is kind of sexy.
0: thank you for understanding my goodness do you i mean are you this in tune with brian Sauer, i guess is what i'm asking
1: well i try but he's so fancy
0: <laughs> he might actually listen to this so that's why i'm bringing his name up as much as possible because he is a friend and a wonderful person. Um, Are we up to Wednesday? Yep. Okay. So Wednesday,
1: take a break from the bromance.
0: Yes. Okay. So Wednesday was the day that I was like, all right, this has to be the, the break of the week. This has to be just the silliest uh, thing I can think of to get me through the rest of the week. I don't want anything even remotely challenging, So I went with Amazon Women on the Moon.
1: Oh, that's so good. Thank you. Anything with a a hint of Joe Dante is a great choice.
0: Well, that's kind of why I went. You know, at first I was thinking maybe Kentucky Fried Movie, which I enjoy a lot and it's really fun. Um, But there's something I think about the different directors in Amazon Women on the Moon and some of the changes in the Tone like when they cut back to Amazon Women on the Moon, the movie, or the Invisible Man uh, parody. Um, plus, it has Sybil Danning, and Kentucky Fried Movie does not.
1: Yeah, that's that fair enough. I can't argue with that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Thank you.
1: <laughs> and we are finally on the same page with Wednesday. Okay. That's like a sunny, happy day for me. Okay. And I have a little Joe Dante, too. I put matinee.
0: That's O-M-G. a good day
1: for it. <laughs> um, but also, um, I feel like Terry Kaiser movies work especially well for one.
0: Anything with Terry Kaiser?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I'm thinking more like Panic and 2, Weekend at Bernie's. Okay. But man, if you want to throw in his Friday the 13th, right? I don't see why not.
0: From a whisper to a like, scream?
1: Well, okay you know what? Like, you can't get kosher certification for your viewing tastes or habits. So, absolutely go for it. Right. Personally, I'm thinking of the lighter '80s stuff. Uh-huh, but uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. Like man- you said,
1: this is emotional improv right now. I am right. not here to tell anyone how to do anything.
0: Mannequin Two. Can we let, let's talk about Mannequin Two? Are you a fan really? of Mannequin Two?
1: Oh God, yeah. Really? No, I. Oh, I, that was a huge movie. Uh, for, it was like Ghostbusters 2 and that I saw the sequel a thousand times before I saw the original. So, okay. so I just, I, <laughs> I prefer it because of that. But I wanted to be her, uh, Christy Swanson so bad. With that and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, she was just, oh my God.
0: Okay. <laughs> No, Sorry, that's fine. No. a
1: moment. I really want to be here. But no, of <laughs> course I do. Like you have Hollywood's crazy fashion show. <sighs> you have that weird mole with the hair and he's like mmm, just... I'm an evil villain. I'm going to twirl my mole hair. Like, come on. I... Why'd you sound like you question mannequin too? Well,
0: because I did not grow up with it and I, um I don't even think I saw it all the way through until the Blu-ray came out, which was only probably two years ago. And I feel like I was outside of the target age range for Mannequin 2 when I finally saw it. Um, I'm a big William Raxdale fan, big Christy Swanson fan. I think they're charming in the movie. Um, But the whole time I watched it thinking, wow, so Mannequin really is a good movie. Because I've seen the version where they try to do it again, and it doesn't work for me. Again. You saw it a lot. You fell in love with it at a young age. I can't compete with that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I just felt like, in much the same way as, let's say, Teen Wolf 2, that it was very much a retread of the original movie, but not as good.
1: Okay. Well, you're probably in the majority there. And when I finally (laughs) did see the original Mannequin, I think I did have the thought of, "Wow, Kim Cattrall is very restrained in this film.
0: (laughs) 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 She... I just was talking about this movie last week. Oh, cuz I w- it was in my it was on my Philadelphia marathon. Um she sells the shit out of that movie. Like think about how dumb that movie actually is when you break it down and talk about what is happening in that movie and think about how committed she is and how much of a character she makes that person.
1: No, it it's fantastic. Like um I think she kind of knows like okay, I'm playing a freaking mannequin i'll bring kind of the fairy tale romance aspect yeah. into it like she could almost be buttercup you know and <laughs> buttercup
0: and it's not that she was bad on sex in the city because i recognize like she was good or fine on sex in the city but she was, she was playing such a specific part and doing such a specific vocal thing that it kind of ruined her in some ways for me because when I go back and watch her old stuff I'm like man what happened like she's so great in everything in the 80s and 90s and then we get to Sex and the City it's just it's very kind of stylized and again the dialogue that she's asked to say on that show doesn't help which isn't to say that it's bad but it's just very predictable where it's like she's always going to Oh, something hard in his pants. Like, okay, we get it. You're horny. <laughs> yeah, but
1: that's that's more the parody. Well, there is one scene. I I wasn't a huge Sex in the City fan, uh, but like I enjoyed me. it. I had
0: you pegged as a Carrie.
1: I know. Uh, but there's one scene which sounds ridiculous when you say it, but she was amazing in it. Where she falls completely in love. Like finally. Like, I know she, the scene can, you're talking
0: about. It's with the uh, yeah, with she with the
1: uh, monogamous with this guy she can marry him she's finally happy with and James he has Remar, a small right? penis and he can't sexually satisfy her
0: oh this maybe is a different
1: maybe and this just different... the fact that her sexuality is such a huge part of her life and she's finally completely in love with someone for who they are and she just like breaks down mm-hmm. it's it's like why is this so moving this is <laughs> great so no i know what you're saying um it, that's the kind of role on a successful HBO show that I don't think most actors could turn down, but it does kind of eat up a good amount of years for maybe exploring. Uh,
0: right. Right. Different roles. Right. And she's like, so married to that role now that I feel yeah. like she would have a hard time breaking out.
1: I mean, to you and me, she's Gracie law, of course,
0: but correct. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Manet is an inspired choice that is a perfect movie.
1: But I will say uh that's very much a summer movie. It's perfect any time of the year. Don't get me wrong, but I actually saw that in the theaters with my mom uh when it came out and it just it's summer to me, a lot like uh Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. You might think Halloween no, mm-hmm, no. that is a summer movie. there's a picnic in it. It's a summer movie. <laughs>
0: Um. That is interesting. I'm excited that that sounds like it's finally going to get a Blu-ray release because I had pre-ordered.
1: Well, I it? did too. The random German company. Yes. <laughs> and like, then yeah. it just got and canceled. It. It's going to happen.
0: Yeah. And I was upset about it because I was like, I don't want that dumb case, but whatever. I'll suffer through it.
1: Exactly. I was and, like, uh, okay, I'll pick out a cover. Yeah. Okay.
0: But yeah, isn't Arrow maybe doing it now?
1: Yes. Yes. This so I have no more worries anymore. Okay. I'm, I'm a little surprised it wasn't Screen Factory, but I'm happy.
0: Yeah, me too, as long as somebody's doing it. Well, now Screen Factory appears to be getting some Warner Brothers titles, so sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we should probably save this kind of conversation for one of your many guest appearances on Brian Sauer's podcast, Just the I'm Discs, before. where you can talk about Joanne Nail and other movies coming out on Blu-ray.
1: I'm sorry I talked to your man. I didn't mean <laughs> to interfere. I'll back off.
0: You're coming between us. And uh, <laughs> how do you think I feel every time I listen to him, to him talk to Elric for two hours every two weeks?
1: I can only imagine. Right? <laughs> oh, my sorry.
0: God. It's painful because I love them both. <laughs> and they love each <laughs> other more. Well, um, it's
1: 2018. I feel like you guys can make <gasps> it work.
0: Oh, my gosh. I like it. <laughs>
1: So before we get too excited, what do you have for Thursday?
0: (laughs) Thursday, I felt like I wanted to challenge myself just a little once more before we get into the weekend, uh, but not that much. (laughs) So I decided my challenge would be I could choose something really long. I could choose an epic because I don't mind losing a little sleep for work on Friday because it's Friday and I don't have to be at my best. Let's face it, I'm not going to be. So I went with Once Upon a Time in the West.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I didn't that's have cheerful.
0: I didn't. Way. I didn't have westerns represented anywhere, and uh, I wanted to include one somewhere in the week, and uh, that's like maybe the best one ever made. So I, you know, a lot of those kind of epic movies are not. You know, I'm probably not going to put Doctor Zhivago on. On a Thursday night, that's a Sunday afternoon movie. Reds, more of a Sunday afternoon movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. Once Upon a Time in the West, I could do on a Thursday night.
1: See, all that makes perfect sense to me. I think you're finally in this. I'm (laughs) I'm excited.
0: Just before the end of the week, I finally got it. (laughs) (laughs) What is your Thursday pick?
1: Okay. Um, I could maybe Copy you a little bit because Please for do. me Thursday is a little action movie esque for me, and you could cram westerns into that genre. Okay, Why okay. not? Okay. Um, but for me, I think it's more. I I like duos on a Thursday, so like Tango and Cash, hey mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. this movie fest, <laughs> um, Point Break, Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I I could watch like a crazy violent one, but I. You know, uh, tomorrow's Friday. Uh, the second I'm done with work on Thursday, I'm like, okay, it's Friday. <laughs> so I want something a little bit of fun. Um, or you, uh, let's go back to Kim Cattrall, Big Trouble in Little China. That would be a great Thursday movie. Ooh, that would be. And um, I will say that Shane Black is always Fantastic. Whether it's Christmas or not, Uh but I do feel like he would be ideally suited for a Thursday.
0: For a Thursday, interesting. Mm
1: -hmm. Although I say that Last Action Hero is kind of a Saturday morning movie.
0: Uh
1: Uh But also, I'm not wrong. Shane Black every day.
0: (laughs) Are you mad at me if I don't love Last Action Hero as much as I'm supposed to? Yes! I'm sorry.
1: That, okay, so that was another seeing that movie as a kid and loving it. And then as I got older, I heard that it wasn't very well regarded. So I revisited it. I was like, okay, Stephanie, this might break your heart a little bit, but we got to do it. I loved it more because I got everything they were parroting. Mm-hmm. parodying. Mm-hmm. Finally. I don't get it. It knows exactly what it is. And it's so good at
0: it. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, now, like, there's... There's something about it that doesn't... There's
1: Have me back on so we can argue about Last Action Hero, oh, please. <laughs>
0: there is a, there's just something that doesn't quite click all the way together for me. And How I remember, old were
1: you the first time you saw
0: it? Uh, I saw it in theaters in 93. Uh, oh, So boy. I guess I was like 15 or so. Um, and again, there was no one more excited for me than that movie because Arnold Schwarzenegger was obviously my favorite movie star at the time. And I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but it came out the same summer as Jurassic Park. And I remember when Jurassic Park came out, it came out about two weeks before Last Action Hero. And I literally remember thinking this out loud, possibly saying it, uh, like, enjoy it while it lasts, Jurassic Park. You got two weeks. (laughs) Like Last Action Hero (laughs) is going to kick your ass. And then I saw it and I just was like, "Eh, something... Doesn't, I I don't know, something didn't click. And then I remember reading, I think William Goldman maybe wrote about it in one of his books and kind of points to what it was that doesn't click. And I don't remember what he said, but I remember having a better understanding of what was a little bit off in that movie for me.
1: Oh, and for William Goldman. Okay.
0: (laughs) Just me and Bill. There was just something off for me and Bill. Okay. Us, uh,. Us legendary screenwriters. I, I, I'll i still totally... I felt
1: less alone because you seem to really understand the theme of this. <laughs> and, and I just I sh- feel all again. that
0: goodwill. I'm sorry. Maybe I'll get it back on Friday. Although I feel like my Friday is your Thursday. Um, because I went action movie on Friday. Because again, growing up, that's what I did. You know, I would watch... If it wasn't horror, it was action on, on Friday nights. And HBO used to show pretty trashy genre movies on Friday nights. And a lot of times they were like HBO premieres. Um, So they had that whole, remember when they got the rights to all those Corman movies and started remaking them, how to make a monster. And uh, Larry Clark did teenage caveman.
1: I was very young when that was happening.
0: <laughs> I Why think are, I are I you making me feel so old? <laughs> I didn't feel like we were that far <laughs> apart in age and yet suddenly I'm grandpa.
1: I mean, I was still teething while this was going <laughs> oh, on. <damn> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> uh no, but uh, yeah, I'm aware of those coming out. All I right. caught up with them a little later.
0: Um, not many of them are good. Um that I recall, particularly not Larry Clark's Teenage Caveman. Anyway, I went with a movie that I remember watching a lot on HBO, and it is like just pure action movie nonsense uh, from a director that I've been championing a lot lately, Mark L. Lester, and that is Extreme Justice from 1993, Scott Glenn and Lou Diamond Phillips. It has a murderer's row of like character actors it is uh just dumb and violent and so so entertaining and it's exactly what i'm in the mood for on a friday night
1: yeah I, I can see that that's cool so was it more that it was an hbo thing or would you maybe go out to rent movies and ever want action movies on yeah, a friday yeah i or?
0: definitely i definitely would go out to rent uh movies every friday basically um and again, it's a lot of times it would be like one horror movie and one action movie. So Tango and Cash, honestly, if we hadn't just watched it, I might have picked that one because I so associate that with like Friday night viewing. Um, and that's a movie that like I would watch on a Friday night and then go to bed and then watch it again Saturday morning because that's how I rolled. That way I would get the most out of my rental value. (laughs) That's
1: what I did with Roadhouse after the fest. I watched it the next morning. I'm like, oh, I still have it.
0: That's outstanding. (laughs) Um, Have you seen Extreme Justice?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Oh, man. Although,
1: have I? Because that's such a generic title.
0: Oh, yeah. No. I mean, it could could be a Steven (laughs) Seagal movie. That's part of its charm, too. Chelsea Field is in it. Mrs. Scott Bakula. Yafit Kodo Andrew DeVoff um
1: Wishmaster Yeah,
0: Larry Holt uh, uh uh what's his name Paul Ben Victor who shows up in every movie um just everyone who shows up it's like I know that actor from six other of these movies Steven Root shows up Ed louder uh it <laughs> is it's really really fun All right,
1: extreme Justice.
0: Extreme. Committed to memory. I almost said Prejudice. (laughs) No. I mean, that might be more of a Thursday movie for me.
1: Can I rent that?
0: Extreme Prejudice? No. Oh, Extreme (laughs) Justice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now
1: I'm confused.
0: Extreme Prejudice, there is no good American release. Like, there's a UK Blu-ray, I think, Region 2, but there's no good American release of Extreme Prejudice, which is a crime because it's like one of the best movies ever. Mm. All right. Yeah, Extreme Justice. All
1: these labels listening to this, probably, what, Code Red, I think, is probably your biggest listener.
0: Uh, I would assume so, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you watching Friday night?
1: Okay, well, like you said, what started this out was me saying Modern Girls was a Friday movie. Yes. But not a Friday night movie. Um, maybe you have the day off or you're able to watch movies during the day or whatever, um I, I think kicky little fun eighties movies are mm-hmm. great for Friday when the sun is still out, like girls just wanna have fun. Or Teen Witch. And mm-hmm. this is probably very specific to my taste and my age, but um, you know, I know Earth Girls are easy. You know, it's a mm-hmm. good time. Mm-hmm. It's Friday, mm-hmm. everybody. But nighttime is eighties horror. Okay. And I will not hear anything else, especially oh if nights in the title, like One Dark Night and I mm-hmm. Have a Comet. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like a lot of a female-led 80s horror mm-hmm. on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. I, I'll watch anything, but that's my favorite.
0: Okay, That's a great pick. I, one of the Friday night movies I remember renting a lot as a kid was uh, Nightlife. With Scott Grimes and Cheryl oh, Pollack. Oh,
1: yeah. Where he has to deal with all the bullies coming back as long. Yes.
0: And John Aston is that in That
1: hasn't it, had a good release either. No, but, I
0: haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I remember liking a lot yeah, of it. That, yeah, that
1: would be a great Friday night one. I yeah, see see absolutely.
0: Am I, am I back in your partially good graces?
1: Yeah, all right. Why not?
0: <laughs> Thank you. You are generous and... Uh, capable of great forgiveness okay,
1: okay. compliments help okay
0: <laughs> um also friday night i feel like is good like you said for 80s comedy but like like uh like uh night patrol or like like the usa up all night kind of comedy
1: yes um yeah like if if monster vision would show it at it, it will work. Yes. It will
0: definitely work. I recently rewatched Private School because it was showing on cable in HD. And I was like, well, I've never seen Private School in <laughs> HD.
1: I didn't know that would ever happen. Yeah.
0: My goodness. <laughs> that is not a great movie. Uh, but I have seen it way too many times. I don't know. I is don't that know.
1: the one with Betsy Russell? Am yes. I of it where different? she's
0: riding the horse.
1: Yeah, no, I've only seen that fuzzy, and I feel like I only ever want to see that fuzzy.
0: (laughs) Uh, Phoebe Cates, Matthew Modine, who someone decided should be a romantic lead. I don't uh, (laughs) know. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Are we up to Saturday? Oh, no. All right. So I saved the horror for Saturday because again I that's what I associate because that's what I would watch on Saturday nights whether I was renting movies or trying to stay up and watch them late on TV um sometimes before we would take a trip as a family uh when I was a kid my parents would want us to sleep in the car so they would allow us to stay up as late as we wanted they would go to bed because they had to drive this is back when they loved each other and uh they would have to go to sleep uh so they could drive, and they would let us stay up all night cause, so that we would sleep in the car. And so that's how I saw so many. Like, that's how I saw The Thing, and that's how I saw Chud, and that's how I saw Night of the Creeps, and that's how I saw Basket Case. Like, I have these memories of watching these movies the night before a trip and being like, oh, my God, what is this? Um, I wanted something fun, probably something 80s for Saturday night, so I went with the 1988 remake of The Blob. Uh, which is one of my favorite horror movies ever. And so, so fun and entertaining and just everything I love about a Saturday night horror movie.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. That's one that worked way better than it had any right to.
0: Yes. It's so good.
1: Steve McQueen classic. How dare you? And Chuck Russell's like, just hold my beer.
0: I, I prefer it to the original. I know that's blasphemy, but,
1: uh, I do too. And I love the original.
0: Sure. It's, it's, fun, you know, but man, the blob is like the the 88 one is like next level shit.
1: No, that that's so perfect.
0: Thank you. What are you watching and, Saturday night?
1: Okay. In a lot of ways I'm exactly the same. I still love watching horror films uh on a Saturday night. Um and that's what I normally do, but I kind of came to a revelation. About Saturday night, and okay. it's ultra-specific. Oh, boy. But I feel like I have to share it. I'm ready. Saturday is perfect for watching Walter Matthau movies in <laughs> reverse aging order.
0: <laughs> what is specific about that?
1: Yeah, I may have overstated it. I, I guess it's pretty relatable. <laughs>
0: Um, please. So, explain.
1: <laughs> you start your Saturday out. You got your cereal, Dennis the Menace. I think it's very underrated. <laughs> okay,
0: is that to Tommy? No, Nick Castle did that, right? I don't know. I think so. I feel like I don't <laughs> think it was Tommy Lee Wallace. I think Nick Castle did. I'm going to look it up while you go. Thank you. Memento with Walter Matha.
1: Okay, and then Grumpy Old Men, uh-huh. of course, of course. And uh, I just recently watched this on my little road trip. IQ, okay, where he's uh, he's Einstein? Einstein. and it mostly works.
0: I have never seen IQ. Uh, uh, Dennis and Dennis is in fact Nick Castle. Great. We okay. cleared that up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so, goodness.
1: <laughs> so uh, then you're going to move on from the elder Mathal. Mm-hmm. got the odd couple. Right. Uh, but really, Hopscotch.
0: I've never seen Hopscotch. Ooh. I'm sorry.
1: You you deserve that treat for yourself, Patrick. Okay. Uh, the Taking of Pelham, one, two, three. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. The, I
1: feel like that should be right when it's turning into nighttime. Start that movie when the sun is setting. Okay. And Charlie Verrick, Okay. You have to put that in.
0: Yeah.
1: And if you're feeling a little under the weather, uh, the fourth cookie. It's more of a lemon movie, but he's great in it.
0: See, I feel like that would carry over into like Sunday morning. I can't see watching that late on a Saturday night.
1: Uh, I didn't say uh, is late. I said specifically (laughs) if you're feeling under the weather.
0: Uh, If you're watching it after Charlie Varick, wouldn't it be late on a Saturday night?
1: No, so here's what I was doing. Right. I apologize for not being clear. I no, was. No, this is my fault aging.
0: for not understanding.
1: <laughs> reverse aging, right? Asterisk, go down to the bottom of the page. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you're sick, like a like a footnote, the fortune cookie in there. Oh, okay. The, the fortune cookie is a wonderful footnote. Thank you, Billy Wilder.
0: So, but where does the fortune cookie fall? I guess I'm trying to understand in the in the timing.
1: Well, okay. So you're not feeling great. Your sleep cycles probably off. You're like in and out of consciousness. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you'll watch the fortune cookie in bits starting late morning or finish it early evening.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: All right. Fever uh, dreams are the commercial breaks.
0: <laughs> That's, so, fortune cookie is the one he won the Oscar for, right? Is it? I think so. I think he got best supporting actor for
1: I just love these movies. I don't bother learning
0: them. Oh wow, I'm I'm terribly sorry <laughs> now you're making me <laughs> feel like I'm stripping so, uh... <laughs> stripping the magic from them by explaining their secrets.
1: So I, I can tell you don't agree with me and that's fine. I don't Saturday, disagree with you at all. Saturday is definitely a nature's perfect horror movie day. Yeah. I could never argue that. Yeah. Um But if you need a little break, you're like, man, I haven't watched any Matthau in a while. You'll have a great time.
0: You're like, I mean, I know Nick Castle played (laughs) Michael Myers, but did he ever direct Matthau? And it turns out, yes, he did. Uh, Dennis the Menace.
1: Dream career, everybody. (laughs) Um,
0: Well, again, you and I, I think, and probably a lot of the people that listen to this are people who will watch horror movies any day of the week um i think for a lot of people yes there are more sort of friday saturday night specific like as a kid for sure because my parents weren't letting me just watch horror movies every single night but if i got to you know watch a movie by myself on a friday night or a saturday night or i got to stay up late i would watch a horror movie but yeah so we kind of watch horror any day of the week so obviously i think that goes Mm -hmm. Without saying that, like, yes, we carefully chose movies for every day of the week, uh, but then also any horror movie ever. Of course. Right?
1: (laughs) And uh, if anyone uh, found this kind of confusing, hopefully this will help. Uh, Critters, I feel like, is an early Friday night movie. Uh Critters 2, I don't really like that movie, but if you (laughs) have... If you have to watch Critters two, any distracted late morning. Uh, Critters three is a masterpiece, um, <laughs> and it should be watched on a Saturday night if you're not watching any math out. Right. And Critters four is definitely early Sunday. This is fascinating. even though it's in space. You you might you might think no, it's Sunday morning.
0: I feel like with
1: Leo from Twin Peaks. As I some host- some of that Sunday weirdness in it.
0: I'm wondering if I have the Critters like four pack because I don't think I've ever seen three and four, and I might three. own them. But wait, I'm so my feeling instinctually is I'm I'm buying what you're selling about Critters four on Sunday morning, and even Critters three on Saturday night. But I feel like you could start Critters like Saturday afternoon and do Critters two Saturday evening but i had no idea you are not a critters 2 fan what is your objection to critters 2 i think i like it better than the first one
1: okay i don't want
0: this to be our first fight
1: oh too bad (laughs) i I don't know i i feel like uh you know i understand sequels you kind of want to have the original but more um i don't know
0: i haven't seen it in when was the last time you saw it was it pretty recently
1: yeah, like a couple months ago.
0: Okay. Maybe I need to revisit it. Honestly, I hadn't seen it for years. And then I got to <laughs> Why see Why enjoy
1: that movie? I suppose I should revisit it to <laughs> make <laughs> no, sure I'm wrong.
0: Because my memory <laughs> is, um, I hadn't seen it for years and years. And then a couple years ago, I saw a screening of it, uh, that Mick Garris was at. And I, I oh, thought.
1: Oh, I would love it too then.
0: But I don't even know if it was so much like him being there as much as it was like it really played with the audience and maybe they were playing up their reactions because Mick Garris was there and them playing up their reactions made me think the movie was working better. Maybe watching it at home, it kind of falls flat. I don't know because I haven't seen it since that screening. But my memory after that screening was, oh, that one's better than the first one. But I could be wrong.
1: Yeah, that sounds very influential. I saw it by myself <laughs> on DVD, just randomly, and I I was underwhelmed.
0: All right. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Well, this was super fun. This was a, a fascinating <laughs> exercise. It was
1: eye-opening, definitely. <laughs> it, was
0: a, it was a really fun exercise, though, because I never really – when you said Modern Girls feels like a Friday night movie, it immediately made sense to me. But I also had never really thought about that kind of a thing where it's like, oh, this feels like a this kind of movie. I mean, I've definitely thought about like oh, this is more of a winter movie, specifically <laughs> fall movies. Like as soon as the weather starts to turn, there are certain movies that you put on certain music that you listen to. Oh, specifically yeah. Specifically like fall.
1: The Last Temptation of Christ in spring, you know? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, uh, by the way, I know you're making a joke, but I just watched that movie for the first time like a week ago.
1: Oh, what'd you think? First time. I thought
0: it was very good. Uh, Again, I'm somebody who grew up, you know, without religion. So I wasn't watching it from that perspective. And it was very interesting seeing it so many years removed from the controversy. Because Mm. again, as somebody who's not religious, and who is years removed from the controversy, I just couldn't wrap my head around what people objected to. I mean, I know it was specifically... a a love scene, you know, with Jesus and Mary Magdalene. But watching it now, I just was like, wow, people were really bent out of shape about this. That's fascinating because I thought it was such a a thoughtful and challenging movie in so many ways. I thought it was pretty incredible.
1: Mm. No, you're not wrong.
0: (laughs) Okay, phew. Uh, so, yeah, I did watch it in spring, so I did it right <laughs> i don 't know i don 't know <clears throat> um, but it was fun to think about you know what I feel like on a Monday, what I feel like on a on a thursday and i don 't even know that I necessarily follow these rules right because I think we 're both people who just put stuff on like we don 't necessarily Always think about, oh, it. oh, I really yeah, feel like this. It's, just it's kind
1: of funneling it. Like, exactly. How do I usually feel this day? Yeah. Um, Though I will say the the horror movies on Friday and Saturday is pretty classic to me. And classics on Monday, that's a real reality for me. Okay. I, especially if they happen to be in black and white. For some reason, black and white really speaks to me on a Monday.
0: Yeah, for me that was a condition of a Sunday afternoon.
1: Well, the you went wrong when you went with the random idea <laughs> that I happened to mention to you.
0: This was a disaster. Well, you try now, to
1: quantify it.
0: But now we have two more uh, themed shows uh, generated from this podcast. One is on the One Crazy Night movie, mm. and uh, <laughs> and the Tuesday idea, <laughs> which is sequels on a Tuesday. And we're going to call it T-O-W. What? <laughs> Damn <it. Tows> day. <laughs> T-U-E. T-W-O-S day. Like Tuesday, not Tows day. Uh,
1: <laughs> Tows day.
0: Listen, there's a time difference. It is later here than it is for you. Okay? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, thank you very much for, for being on the podcast again. And I hope you'll come back sooner than later.
1: I hope so. Um, yeah, I, I always have so much fun here and talking to you, even when we <laughs> disagree violently, as we're wont to do.
0: Right? I know. Um, it's, I wonder if it's uncomfortable for the people listening.
1: Well, make sure you complain so you don't have to listen to me anymore, <laughs> everybody. That Your, your words matter. No.
0: People- Speaking of more of you, where can people find more of you besides at F this movie?
1: No, nobody wants that. But uh, I'm just—I'm on Twitter, uh, Scrawfish, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and I, I throw everything on there. So, okay, you can follow me there. You could block me, whichever works best for you. Do you think
0: anybody's blocked you before? Oh yeah, really?
1: Oh yeah. You you know how you know how I start fights with people on the internet, but <laughs> it is <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. That is you, combative as hell.
1: <laughs> no it's not wait I'll figure it out I'll figure it out
0: Um. anyway thank you guys for listening uh, I'm going to tease next week's show because it's already planned which doesn't often happen um, and that is uh, Robin Buckley is going to be back on and we have challenged one another to each watch three movies that the other person has never seen of our choosing so well, I've Fun. I've given her three movies she's never seen that she has to watch. She has given me three movies that I have never seen. I think she got the uh, the raw end of the deal, but we will see. <laughs> <laughs> I think she might have tasked me with three better movies than I did her, but we will see. But it should be a fun show. Um, thank you again, Stephanie. Uh, it, it's, it's always great to talk to you.
1: You too. Thank you.
0: Thank you, everybody. We will see you next week.